they tried they just shut everybody down i was like well but here i am just this little guy that's selling pizza out of a jeep liberty and a wood-fired oven and you're like stomping on me so i like you know really put this case like i i feel like i was going to court what's happening what's good doe it's your boy idriff how are you doing today i'm doing great in case you're wondering and if you're new to the show welcome this podcast is all about leveling up your pizza game and today we level up our pizza game through a conversation with ben from pizza supreme being i'm super impressed by ben's story because he turned a mean instagram account to a full-on brand that goes off to have a brick and mortar right in the state capital of california what's impressive about ben's story is that he is a fighter he was shut down at a super early point in his journey for his pop-ups and that didn't stop him he also lived through the economic recession as a pizza maker and that kind of shaped his idea of prioritizing his community i think this is just an amazing story and there's so much to learn from it i want to thank uni for sponsoring the show seriously the best oven company ever and you can level up your pizza and make great pizza at home by visiting their website and checking out their amazing oven selection seriously summer is not over yet so get your uni pizza oven today now sit back relax and enjoy the show and remember to always ask what's good doe how are you doing today doing well how about yourself I am doing well, brother. Thank you so much for, for being on the show today. Um, I have one question to ask you. There is no right or wrong answer. What's good, though? Well, uh, in life, life is good. Uh, you know, I still got my shop here. It's been about a year and a half of the, or a year and a couple months of the pandemic. We're still rocking. Uh, celebrated our two-year anniversary of the brick and mortar. Um, so, yeah, life is good in that aspect. And we're just here rocking. Still got my supportive team, my crew, the crew, I should say, not my crew. We're all one cohesive unit. So the crew's here. We're happy and safe. But in regards to dough, pizza dough, um, uh, with pizza dough, um, just dough that's properly proofed, tempt, ready to go. Um, dough that's made in advance, a couple days is good. Um, you know, for the home, the homemaker, I would say, you know, if you make your dough day of it, you're going to have a difficult time stretching it. So dough that's like properly proofed and done its fermenting process, I'd say that's, that's your best bet. Um, but I also have like the, the view of like, to like quote, like Kurt Cobain of him talking about just like punk music is like, it, you're at the you're at the mercy of yourself it's freedom whatever you want to do just as long as it you can be a sloppy messy do whatever you want just as long as it's good and there's passion behind it i love that quote i've never heard that before i can't say that i'm a huge kurt cobain fan but now i gotta look into him yeah he's a solid dude so from my understanding you got your pizza journey started at r15 is that right yeah yeah Cool. How'd you know I, that? Uh, That's a good question. That's, a good <laughs> That's wild. You did your research. I did. And I I, uh, I think it was such a funny story how you kind of landed on that position. Do you mind 
sharing it for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I, um, 2006, dropped out of high school, was done. I was just over it. Uh, moved to, got kicked out, um, moved to downtown Sacramento with a buddy of mine who had graduated the year prior in high school. He was looking for a roommate. Um, so I was like, I got nowhere to live, so I'll, move, I'll live with you. And he was like, cool, I'll help you with rent until you can land on your feet and get a job. But this is like peak recession. So like I couldn't even get a job at like a, a Bill Jones like yogurt spot. Like nothing, could not find a job anywhere. Um, so I saw that there was a job fair for this restaurant that was opening. It was called Cosmo. It's no longer there. But um, I went in. And I was like the only person that was like put on like a pearl snap shirt thinking like I was dressed real nice, but I was the only person there that wasn't wearing like a three piece suit. I think they were hiring for the, it was like a job fair for the general manager, not like derelicts like myself (laughs) at that point. But, um, (laughs) yeah, the, (laughs) the, uh, the head chef at, at, uh, Cafeteria, Cafeteria monkey bar was, was there doing interviews for kitchen staff. And like, as I was like, I opened the door, I'm like, oh yeah, this ain't happening. Um, I turned around and I bumped into her, uh, her name's Shannon, uh, still a good friend of mine. Uh, and she was like, whoa, like, where do you think you're going? And I was like, oh, I'd like definitely not qualified for this place. And she's like, anyone's qualified for this place. Like sit down and talk to me. And I was like, all right. And she was just like, what's your name? Where are you from? I told her I was from Grass Valley and she's also from Grass Valley. So she bonded over that. And we talked about, uh, this hot dog shop that I had worked at. It was like a well-known Grass Valley hot dog shop, Julie's Hot Dog Heaven. She's like, I used to love going there when I was up there. We talked about the Yuba River, um, like the same like swimming holes and stuff like that. And she's like, you know what? I like you. I want to offer you a job uh, working pantry at Monkey Bar. And I was like, sick. When do I start? And she was like, she was like, oh, I won't have it for a couple weeks. I forgot to mention that I'd been applying through temp agencies to get job, like temporary work. And I had a job that night at like midnight at like a vitamin factory. And my, my role there was to like point out and pick out misshapen vitamins. So I was like, I did not want to do that. Like it was going to be like a part-time job where I just look at a conveyor belt and like finger pick misshapen vitamins out. Um, so I was like, I got to find a job like today. Like I don't want to go. Um, but I was like, Oh damn. Okay. So a week I have a job, but it's a couple weeks out. So I'm like walking back and then, I get a phone call from a random number and it's the guy who the chef at R15. He's like, Hey, like, you know, I just got off the phone with Shannon. She said, you're like looking for work. When could you start? And I was like, I'll start right now. And he's like, good. I just had a guy show up drunk. He peed his pants. He works pizza. I need someone now. And I like jumped in my Toyota Tacoma, jammed straight over there. And I didn't have like, I like had taken my, my Pearl snap shirt off and, and underneath that was like a black flag, like cutoff shirt that I had that was just like an undershirt. And I walk in there like, like a bat out of hell. And he's like, are you Ben? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, great, come over here. And I was like, or I didn't say, yeah. I was just like, oh well, yeah. And he's like, this is what you're going to do. Okay. And then he like threw me a chef coat and I was just like on, I'd, I'd never made a pizza in my life. Like never stretched, nothing, never turned a pizza in an oven, nothing. It's just, I was just from that point on, I was on, but Yeah. That's the first, that's the first and only place that I actually made pizza as my job. So I was there for a few months and then they opened their cocktail bar. Like, uh, Jason, who was the chef left and opened a cocktail bar, the block down called shady lady. And he took me there with him. 
I worked with, you know, people there and then just bounced around restaurants here in Sacramento. But that was the only paid pizza position I ever had at um, a restaurant. So, yeah. Hilarious story. Yeah. Just takes one guy to pee his pants for you to get into pizza, I guess. <laughs> that and, and just really, um, you could have just ignored, you know, uh, that girl's invitation to talk and and really just not believed in yourself after not believing in yourself um but you decided to strike the conversation anyway and and it led to something hilarious and great for sure yeah it was wild i still talk to them now she works for the like the produce company that we get all our produce from like i still see her around and like it's pretty wild i still am really good friends with jason who hired me who still owns shady lady um they're they they bailed me out big time. Like I appreciate them so much, you know, you've made that connection with people, um, throughout working in the different, uh, you know, aspects of the restaurant industry. You don't, you jumped around even into the high end, um, places like the, uh, is it the Stella group or Sellins? Sellins. Thank you. You work for the Sellins restaurant group, which is like a super high end, uh, restaurant group. But ultimately, you decided, hey, pizza is my thing. Why? It's hard, to, it's hard to tell that story and not seem kind of jaded or like salty about it. Um, but more important, it just came to a point where I'd been there for four and a half years and I'd reached like a, a peak point. But then it also served a demographic of people that are great people, but they ain't my people. Like I didn't, I could no longer... Um, you know, I no longer saw friends, I no longer saw family. I didn't see, um, you know, loved ones. I was just like devoted to cooking, fine dining food. And it just got to a point where I'm like, well, what did I love? What, what food do I love? And what food can I like apply, like fine dining touch and finesse to, but still have it be like super affordable and still be able to do the things that I want, still see all my punk friends, still see, go skateboarding, like what can I like? And then I also started really thinking about like, well, I lived through a recession and I saw that like people eat pizza no matter what the economy is. And we're kind of living through that right now with the pandemic and stuff like that. And I thought, I just want to provide something for the people rather than like the people that have like fat wallets. So, but I do miss fine dining. It was a lot of fun. I did get to cook for a lot of like, cool people, famous people. It was fun, but all in all, I just wanted to step back, show what I can do and make it affordable. So I've heard you throw around the term, um, punk a couple of times. And how do you express your punk lifestyle in your pizza? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I honestly, I would say just by like how simple it is, we only have three options here. It's, you know, cheese pizza, pepperoni pizza, and we have this weird Hawaiian pizza. Um, but that's it. On occasion, I'll break out and do like a special here at the shop. But for the most part, I, I keep it to those those three simple things. And that's it. It's, you know, most punk bands are just three simple power chords over and over and over again. So it's like, that's the mantra. Just keep it simple. That's how I got to go about it. Oh, I love that comparison. That was beautiful. 
I love the keep it simple, stupid uh, acronym, K-I-S-S. And, yeah. and really, that's just what it is sometimes. But don't you ever crave variety? Personally, if I want variety, there's, a, there's places that have that variety. And, you know, there's a lot of places in Sacramento, a lot of great places in Sacramento that have that variety that if that's what you want, the, there's a place for it. And if we're all serving that same variety, then it's going to get really you know, played out. So it's, you know, people call us like, Hey, do you have a combo pizza? Well, I don't have a combo pizza, but I know another pizza parlor, you know, down the street definitely does. And it looks really good. So you should go hit that place up, give them some love. But I, I, I find that like people will see like a review on the internet about like, or like the amount of reviews on the internet for a business and think that I want to go there, but I want, I want what I want rather than what they serve. So it's rather than, rather than calling like, Hey, what do you guys have? I see you guys are really cool. I, I want to come try you. What do you have? What is, what are people most excited about? Some people will call and be like, Hey, I see you're really popular, but this is what I want. And it's, it's really hard to just be like, that's cool. I understand why you want it, but we don't have that. You know, <laughs> we try like we, you know, try and try and keep the hostility down, but trying to really convey like, Hey, we're a really simple place. And when people don't understand the best comparison that I always say is like, well, we all love in and out burger here in California. And that's just one burger. And it's just with no cheese or double meat. Like that's it. And it's, it's, they're doing really well. So got to do something similar to that. You know, uh, I am pretty certain that not every listener on this podcast uh, understands the greatness of in and out burger and their simplicity. Yeah. Like there's nothing more that you want. You don't go to in and out for a smashed <laughs> burger or a thick burger. It's, no. it is just the way it's served. hundred <laughs> percent. I've, I've always liked, I've always liked the places that are like super simple. I, 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 I don't know. It's just something that I personally like. So I made the pizza place that I want to go to essentially because I'm here every day. So that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you have to be uh, the number one backer to your product, <laughs> I oh, yeah. suppose. For um, sure. Were, but then that wasn't what you were doing initially when you first started um, kind of selling pizza for yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you? What were, what were you doing prior to the shop? So I had a... Um, so Pizza Supreme Bean actually started as just like a meme account. Like I just made joke. I would Photoshop like pizza into like my favorite hardcore records in some way or another. So I gained our following before I'd even made a pizza. So I like would, you know, or I'd find like something that was pizza related, like on TV and somehow like input like a hardcore show, whether it's like, you know, Walter Wright throwing a pizza on the roof of Breaking Bad, but then I sample like, this band no warning over it so like right at it like a break he throws the pizza up like just making or like stuff from gilmore girls like putting hardcore in gilmore girls because there's lots of pizza in gilmore girls like um some way i'd always try and make a post every day about like a hardcore record that i grew up loving or that i still love to this day or vice versa and i would put some pizza twist in it and then i would also tag every member of that hardcore band in that post just to be like i fucking love your record I don't know if I can cuss. Sorry about that. Uh, I fucking love your record. And I miss this. I miss seeing your band live, like um, so on and so forth. But I, you know, through that, like I got a lot of connections through like the hardcore community, just with like people throughout the States, people overseas, they would see these. And then from there, 
I printed shirts for this. One of my favorite bands are called Judge, uh, New York straight edge band. Um, but their logo is two hammers crossing, and I switched it to two pizza cutters crossing. And I put Pizza Supreme Bean in the same font. And then I sold, I sold those um, to get money for a down payment on a wood-fired oven. Meanwhile, nobody, that, nobody that's following this knows like the goal of like, this is going to become a pizza company. Everyone just thinks like, oh, this funny thing, he's tying like punk and hardcore music into pizza. But my game plan was like, raise money, get some money, get a loan, buy this pizza oven. And then I uh, had a guy, he lives out in like Newcastle, which is probably about 35 minutes away from Sacramento. He makes these pizza ovens in his driveway. So I bought, I bought an oven and I started doing pop-ups, did lots of pop-ups and then inevitably got <laughs> shut down by the health department, though they permitted us. Um, because once I started doing pop-ups, a lot of my culinary peers were like, dude, pop-ups, I'm going to do one. And then maybe they didn't necessarily get the same permits and licensing that I had went through. Cause I tried to make it legit from the, from the beginning. I didn't want to get, I didn't want to mess with anything. I didn't want to get in any trouble or anything like that. I'd already done enough troubling things in my life um, that I, did, I was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to go to court ever again. I don't want to be in the courthouse ever again. So I'm going to do everything by the book. Um, and they tried, they just shut everybody down. I was like, well, like you got not really fair. You guys gave me money. I gave you guys my money. I showed you everything that I was doing. We talked this over. We planned this together. And they were just like, nah, sorry, you're done. So then I went to city council, complained about it. They couldn't really do anything because our health department here in Sacramento is county-based. So I set up meetings with our councilmen and explained to them what was going on, explained to them what I'm trying to do, um, explained to them how this enforcement is actually like going to stop entrepreneurship because I'm not... I'm not like my boss at the time. Like I'm very small. And if I ever want to branch into what I have now, I have to start small. And I'll be honest with you. A lot of restaurants need to start with, if you start with a brick and mortar from the ground up, you're going to need like a quarter of a mil to half a million dollars, at least here in Sacramento to open a brick and mortar from, from studs to whatever. And I was just like, frankly, I don't, I don't have that. And I'll probably never have that money in my life. Like I'll be lucky to get that money in my life. But here I am just this little guy that's selling pizza out of a Jeep Liberty and a wood fired oven. And you're like stomping on me. So I like, you know, really put this case, like I, I feel like I was going to court. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to like up to city council, staying at the podium being like, Hey, you guys are really hurting entrepreneurship in our city. You should really really think about how you enforce this stuff. And then inevitably with about a year and a half of like going at it with the health department, they started to work with me. Um, and we actually got a new bill passed to allow pop-ups to happen in Sacramento. Um, I had people behind me, but like first it was like a mob and then, you know, six months passed and that mob becomes like 10 people and then four people. And then those people need to find jobs and so forth. And it got down to, I got the keys to my brick and mortar and I was still fighting to make pop-ups happen in Sacramento because it was a necessity. So anyway, ranted that's, I started as a mobile unit. I did that for about five and a half years, doing pop-ups at bars, breweries, wineries, weddings, birthdays. I traveled all the way down to San Francisco, all the way up to Tahoe. I did it in the snow. I did it in 115 degree heat. And, you know, never again. <laughs> I'm glad I have my brick and mortar with AC and I can be comfortable. <laughs> but 
Sacramento's brutal. I did it in the pouring rain, you know, did what I had to do. Wow, that is such an awesome story. I want to first congratulate you because Thanks. what you did was amazing. I have to ask you more mm-hmm. about that, but just yep. kind of want to rewind a little okay. bit. And I, I and I promise we'll get to how the crazy battle you you did with the courthouse because I'm super interested in that. Mm-hmm. And I love how okay. legitimate you wanted to kind of get your foot off the ground first because that mm-hmm. is important too. But mm-hmm. the the transitioning uh, from selling pizza swag to <laughs> buying an oven that's mm-hmm. genius thanks um did you i i imagine a uh i imagine a wood-fired oven is not cheap uh how, how were you able to raise a lot of money from selling uh you know your own pizza swag so i went from shirts to there was a big big like on instagram there was a lapel pin movement I still have all of my lapel pens. I'll like DM you a photo of them so you can see them all. But I took all of my favorite records or bands logos and, and manipulated it into pizza themed and I sold all those. I raised in about a month, I raised probably about fifteen hundred bucks for a down payment. Um the oven itself was thirteen grand. Um and then I went to the bank trying to get a business loan, but banks don't want to give you a business loan unless you've been in business for two years and uh you have like proof that you're profitable. Right. So this one guy, again, punk connection, hardcore connection, uh, through his little brother, I went in and I was like, hi, you know, like, this is what I'm trying to do. This is who I am. This is my following. Like, showed him my Instagram following at that point. I'm like, this is like, you know, I raised this capital just doing this alone. So you can only imagine, like, when I actually get moving, like, the support that I'll get kind of inflated, like, what I was at that point to try and, like, finesse some money from the, as much money from the bank as I possibly could. Um, and then I had like a quote for the oven. I'm like, I just need this much money. Um, and he was like, like immediately was like, Oh yeah. Like that, like, I think my little brother likes that kind of music. Yeah. I'm down to try and help you out. And got it. What was not a business loan, but an equipment loan. So since I was buying just a piece of equipment, he's like, it's not a business loan. When we go, when we talk to my higher up, it's not a business loan. It's an equipment loan. So I got the exact dollar amount to the cent for the balance um, for that oven. And then I was like, pay- I was paying that off throughout you know, the five years before I opened the brick and mortar. Would the difference between a business loan and, a- and an equipment loan is that he kind of holds a lien against your wood-fired oven, I'm guessing? Yeah, so they could have like, it was basically like a car loan. Like they would, if I had missed a payment, they would have just repoed my oven from me. <laughs> which i'm guessing you didn't because no. it sounds like to me you are a freaking hard worker that is just <laughs> is just doing what you have to do to to get to your goal mm-hmm. uh and you know fighting the hard fight i mean dealing with your local government is is bs mm-hmm. <laughs> right uh, especially if you it seems like you got the necessary permits uh from from what you know, your understanding was mm-hmm. what went wrong? Were they just being assholes okay. about it or so, was, there, was there a misstep on your part? So it was a battle of language writing. So in the language for catering um, through the permit, it was a caterer is permitted to sell their product at any off premise, private or public function. And the keyword that saved my ass that gave me an argument was public function. 
So in their world, a caterer gets, um, you know, one, one invoice. One, there's only one interaction, one transaction. The event coordinator pays the caterer one thing. But in my understanding, that language would only apply to a off-premise private function. So in my understanding is if a business invites me to be on their property and sell my product to the public, they're hiring me as a caterer to provide something to as an off-premise public function. And my argument kept being like, you guys are the health department. You are here to make sure that I serve food in a health and safe manner. So with that being said, you have no way to step on the fact of how currency lands in my hand. You're not the currency department. So you can't tell me how money lands in my hand. If it's me telling pizza to 10 people or one person handing me one check, doesn't matter. All you care about is if my, my cheese is cold, my meat is cold, and that I'm there for the amount of hours that is safe to serve food. So it was that argument over and over and over again. And it was, it was really hard because I worked my way up so when, you, when you're at the front line, you're talking to the people that are just working for the health department and stuff like that. They're really adamant about their job. But I kept being like, okay, I need to talk to, I need to, talk to so-and-so. I need to talk to so-and-so. And oddly enough, it all circles back to Shannon from Cafe Banara Monkey Bar knows, I'll, I'm throwing their name, Kelly McCoy, who is the chief of the health department. So I'm like, okay, this is the person whose name is on every plaque of like, the, the pass fail, whatever that goes on every door of every restaurant. So it's like, she's the head honcho. And I'm like, Hey, I need to, I finally like, I was like, I, I need to have a meeting with Kelly McCoy. Just called the health department. I need to have a meeting with Kelly McCoy. Oh, she's really busy. Well, when is she not busy? And I go to her office and I explain to her everything that I'm doing from, from the heart, just lay it out for her. I'm not trying to badmouth you guys. I still never am. Um, I'm not trying to badmouth you guys, but I feel like I'm getting kind of a raw deal here. And you're basically telling me to just give up on my dreams and just go work for somebody else. So if you can help me, that would be great. If not, I'm going to keep fighting. And she inevitably helped me. She's a good friend now. <laughs> She's no longer with the health department, which I'm very, very depressed about because anytime there was an issue, I would just be like, hey, I'm going to call Kelly. So... But now she's gone. So congratulations, Kelly. If you ever listen to this on your retirement, super proud of you and super thankful for you. That's my shout out. You can cut that out if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is such a great story. Um, It seems like these connections um, are just working so well for you. Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Uh, Give me an example of when when a connection hasn't worked, I guess. That's a good (laughs) question. I'm curious now. Um, okay. I won't say any names though, but there was a time when I was very close to signing a lease, um, in a building and they found my resume and they saw who I worked for in the past and they just said, Nope, never mind. Didn't sign it. No deal. Had the money to do it, had the opportunity to do it. It was just alone. They just didn't like who I'd worked for in the past. So they were just like, nah, I'm like, I don't work for them anymore. It's just me. It's my own thing. They're like, we don't care. So there are times. That's one. That's the one that comes to mind first. So it's like, and like, I, which, 
was another big thing in help and helping me and something that I always try and get better at is like regardless regardless of feelings about one other's restaurant or business or something like that I am solely trying to build a community over competition mindset because Sacramento is so small and if we want to become like a metropolitan city like we all got to work together and if we're out at, if we're at each other's ankles at all times then it, it just we're just going to implode and the city's just going to burn down i guess so that was a that was a moment where i was like okay this person doesn't like this person has nothing to do with me but now that's like tainted my 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 who i am for some reason that's dumb and that gentleman's building is still vacant so his loss i guess <laughs> yeah what an asshole that's what you get <laughs> i um i want to commend you because what you're saying isn't just a bunch of talk it's actually something that is um very much a part of uh your history at the shop especially when covid happened i remember reading an article that said um you limited yourself to about 40-ish pies a day um one you know, for capacity, but two, you didn't want to um, oversell so that you can kind of spread the love amongst other restaurants a bit. Is that true? For sure. My uh, one one restaurant really comes to mind. It's uh, my my buddy Brian opened a restaurant maybe a week before Shelter in Place happened, and it's one of my favorite restaurants in Sacramento. And I would be devastated to see it gone. Um. So I thought of him, I thought of other people that own restaurants too. And I thought, what do I need to do? Just make sure these lights stay on, make sure my, make sure the crew here is healthy, safe, feels safe, is paid. Um, and then somebody like Brian can also get some business also. And, you know, like that was just what I, I was like, the, all of us need to stay. Um, all of us need to like, just have each other's backs. All of us need to just take care of each other right now it's such a vulnerable moment and we can't get greedy because i all in all i need all these places to survive in order to survive if every restaurant closed and pizza spring bean was here it would be very depressing you know so he came to mind he would he didn't need that i don't want to say that i'm the saving grace he didn't need that at all he's a phenomenal chef but I could think back to when I opened this brick and mortar and if that happened to me, how scared I would be or how worried I would be. And if I had the community being like, nah, we're only going to cook this much so that you can go support the new guys that are coming up. Like I would be like, damn, my fucking city is awesome. But that's just my personal feeling. Go to lo-fi, buy sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you are in the biz and you rock with people on that kind of level, mm -hmm. um, you get what you put out, but also you, you associate yourself with, you know, great individuals too, who will send business over your way, who will take care of you, who will speak highly of you because you know, your actions, mm -hmm. um, they kind of, they set up your identity 
Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that unselfishness aspect of you, unselfish trait of yours, um, it just speaks so highly of who you are. And, um, I'm, I'm really appreciative that someone in Sacramento has such like, like a big picture mindset. Um, may I ask wh- where does that come from? Again, that mindset of yours? It's, it comes from being in this city when, when I first moved to Sacramento, it got, I, I watched businesses get boarded up, you know, and then throughout the years that I've lived here, I've seen those boards come down and there was nothing more depressing than seeing those boards get thrown back up on your city because, you know, the pandemic and things like that. So it's just like, I will fight to keep it the way that it, you know, the, the progression that it was. Um, I'll always support the mom and pops of our city. It's, it, it gets kind of scary to see like the big names come in because it's getting expensive here. Um, but there's still like the hidden gems. Like I feel like I have, I got kind of a little hidden gem where I'm at. It's super affordable, but I know that there's, there's, a, there's people that are three blocks away from me paying damn near six figures a month for their rent. And they're, they're trying to pump out food still. And I hope that they survive and I want them to survive. And that was part of it too. Like, I don't know. I, I've experienced, I've lived with next to nothing a good chunk of my life. I don't want, I don't want to be rich. It seems miserable. I fed rich people. They don't seem happy. Some people seem really happy, but there's other people that don't seem happy. LeBron James is not happy. I fed him. He's not happy. He's not a happy person. You know, he's always on. You always have to be on. When you're in the public eye, you're rich, you're always on. And that just seems so exhausting. I would never want that on my conscience. I just want to, I just want to coast by with my family and have my little pizza shop and just be good. Like I don't, I have no ambition to just be this like, hustle till your your enemies are asking for jobs like i don't have that i just want my enemies to come here and smile if they're in my enemies i don't hope i hope i don't have enemies but if they're out there just come to my pizza shop and smile (laughs) i love that that's that's a beautiful way of looking at life Uh, it seems like it's a very keep it simple type of lifestyle to match your pizza yeah exactly Uh, so I feel like that's a natural transition to let's talk more about your pies. Okay. Um, you're doing naturally leavened pies. Is that right? Yep. So I, I started out doing like yeasted doughs because it wasn't, my events were so sporadic. So I felt like I've always wanted to do a naturally leavened pizza, but since my event, my events were so sporadic, I would have two weeks with nothing. And then I have a week where everything is like, I'm booked every day. Um, so I didn't want to like have to like constantly feed a starter and just waste sourdough starter. So I um I opted for yeasted dough. It's more convenient, easy. Um, and then we started. I uh, I I was like subscribed to Lucky Peach, the magazine, Dave Chang's magazine. Are you familiar? Yeah, I know. I know who Dave Chang is. I don't. I don't I haven't seen his magazine. Um. Well, he had one. He had one out that was solely uh, about bread, and there was like um. Chad Robinson from Tartine had like a like a little like breakdown of why he likes naturally leavened pizza when he was in Naples and stuff like that. And that was kind of like my first 
kind of like, oh, like that is cool. And then I went back when Anthony Mangieri was still in San Francisco. He's also a hardcore dude. So it's like one of these things like when you have like a, a hardcore dude that or a person that's in that's in the same industry as you, you always want to go check him out for some reason. I don't know why, but it's like, it makes it that much cooler. But eating his pizza was my first time having like naturally leavened pizza. And I was like, oh yeah, I, I love this. I want to, I want to replicate this style of dough for sure. It's, it's delicious. And in Sacramento, there's not very many places that do do it. Um, but I, it was just one of those, it was one of those moments where I was like, I need to step up. Like I've gotten comfortable. I need to step up. Uh, it was like a reality check. Um, so I made that move three years ago, um, while still doing pop-ups and stuff like that. Um, I had bought one of those like Revel electric ovens, um, and start just cause like, I'm like, I'm tired of setting up a canopy in the rain or when it's like 110 in Sacramento. Uh, I'm tired of standing in front of a nine. Like I got heat exhaustion like four summers in a row just from that one hellish week. Um, and I'm also, we have wildfires now too. So it's like, I didn't like lighting a wood fired oven while being outside in the smoke while California is currently burning down. It just didn't feel, didn't really feel like a good thing to do. Um, but while getting that oven, it allowed me to like make <laughs> make pizza at home. So I, I made that switch to the naturally leavened. I am a huge believer in sourdough. Mm-hmm. I think that once I finish off my IDY, I have like a small tuppy left. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to make the move to only naturally leavened. I think there is mm-hmm. a time and place for you know commercial yeast. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having spoken to so many people on the podcast, Rose Hill, Sour- Rose Hill Sourdough, mm-hmm. you know, our buddy Mike uh, from Pizza in the Sack, also a huge proponent of it. It's mm-hmm. just, and it, and, and really it does taste amazing. When we, had, when we got the, when we got this lease, it was a bakery prior. And when we pulled up, there was like a case of like instant yeast here. And I was just like, nope, get it out of here. I'm like just got rid of it. But I was, it was <laughs> I'm a new man. Oh, Just kidding. No. <laughs> uh, alongside with your, your your thoughts of just like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't make it doesn't hold us to a higher level because we do naturally leavened pizzas, pizza. But it's just a matter of preference, and it's something that I wanted to try. I wanted to do. I felt like I could. I felt like I personally could eat more pizza when I eat naturally leavened pizza because it's a lot easier on the gut. It's a different type of yeast and it's not naturally occurring. And so it's harder for our body to break down, which inevitably makes us feel like shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm not a doctor though. So <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to start off. Like I was excited to start offering that. Um, it was, it was just like a, like a, a level up another, another stage, you know? Absolutely. And you're and you're applying that to a New York style pie, right? See, that's like the hard part too. Is like, I guess it's New York style in the aspect of it's like a twenty inch pie and it's like big slice and floppy. But like, I don't know, like what what defines? That's something that I've been like when <laughs> when we're here at the shop and a, a guest comes in is like, I'm from New York, so this pizza better be good. I, my ongoing thing is just like, well, you're in California, so this is California pizza. And I just sit there and wait, 
I'm just like, you know, like I don't, I don't want to like rep a, rep a city that I've only been in, been to once. I've had a lot of pizza when I was there, but is it New York pizza? I feel like if it's New York pizza, it has to be made in New York. That makes sense. I mean, I think it's like, I would say it's like a, a style or influenced by New York maybe, but let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If you're in an elevator and someone asks you, you know, what your pizza is, what, mm-hmm. what what's your elevator pitch to describe what your pizza is? I say my pizza is a mix of all the pizza that I've grown to love in my life. It's naturally leavened. That influence came from Naples. It's big. It's floppy. That influence came from New York. It's got curly pepperoni. That came from Roundtable. And that's it. Keep it simple. And I'm I'm for I'm always for the like the that I'm from New York attitude. Like I'm from New York, so it better be good. I'm just like, well, you're in California. So like let's tone it down. Like, I hope you really like my pizza, but I don't think you're I don't think your region makes you an expert. I'm not gonna go to New York and be like, I'm from California, so my burrito better be good. You know, I would never do that. Absolutely. I just, I just tend to avoid Mexican food or uh, <laughs> in, uh, in New York or East Coast only because we have it so good here. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I, I think your elevator pitch is great. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. I want to uh, ask you a few quick fire questions. Um, just one liners if you can. Um, what flower are you using? We use Caputo Americana. Nice. Cheese? Three cheeses. We use a grande provolone, and then we use a hand-pulled mozzarella that we do here in-house, and then we have a, uh, like a aged Gouda that we throw in there as, in the mix as well. Mm, I like me some Gouda. What sauce are you using? Oh, you got to go California, Bianco di Napoli. Respect, respect. What kind of oven are you using? We have a Capone Tiziano. It fits 120H pizza per deck, and it's four decks. Wow, fancy. <laughs> and nice size, too. It's, uh, it's an all-electric oven as well. There's no gas, so it's completely green kitchen. What temperature are you cooking at? Oh, that's a good question. We just kind of switch it to the line. Probably around like 650, 700. Do you do squares, too? We do do squares. We haven't been because that dough is like a completely different dough than our traditional round pies. Uh, we for, uh, we ferment it for 48 hours, um, but I just mixed the batch. Um, so it should be ready in the next 48 hours, but it's been, it hasn't been on the menu since like October, 2020. And what temp do you cook those? Those are cooked at, I haven't done it since October, like five, five fifty. Um, and then we let them rest and then we fire the slices in like a, a 500 degree oven. Got it. So, okay. And then, sorry, back to the rapid fire. I got, a, I got distracted there. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had one topping to finish, to finish your pizzas with, what would that be? Gee, I, I like just like a plain pie. So nothing, but if you had to, if you had to have one topping, I would say pepperoni. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. All right. Um, I do want to ask you my two final questions, but I am just super curious. Mm-hmm. What's up with spam? 
I am trying to get sponsored by spam. No. Um, honestly, okay, so we we have been... <laughs> <laughs> no. We've been awarded a the snail of approval, which is like the slow food movement. Um, they recognize that what we offer here is locally sourced, sustainable, organically raised, and things like that. Um, traditional. And in my opinion, when it comes to a Hawaiian pizza, Spam is more traditionally Hawaiian than Canadian bacon. So when we made our Hawaiian pizza, to remain with that mantra of pay homage to you know cultures, we threw Spam on it. That's genius. Oh my gosh. Uh, from my understanding, a Canadian... Oh, sorry. Wait. Spam is from Minnesota, though, but it is very much like a huge food item in Hawaii. Is that right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I love that, though. That's cool. This year was a, a milestone throughout COVID. We got the follow from Spam Brand on Instagram, and I like almost shed a tear. <laughs> I was so excited. <laughs> what? What? Congratulations. <laughs> you, can, you can just hang up your hat. Much appreciated. <laughs> Cool. I want to ask you, Ben, uh, what is one mistake that people can avoid in the pizza business? Whoa. Uh, I mean, that's, that's deep. Um, just not standing by who you are. Just own it. Just be yourself. No matter how many people don't understand who you are or what you're about, uh, I apply that to my life in general. Um, just don't let anyone bring you down. If you have something that you're trying to do, just roll with it. And in time, the the praise will come, I guess. If it's uh, if what you're looking for is praise. But just at least you knew you never gave up on yourself. So never give up on yourself, I guess. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I could definitely use that. Hmm. I would say in, in my life in in many many things for sure. Uh, I for the record, it's it's an owning a restaurant. There's at least once a week where I I get so tired and so burnt and so hurt by this place, but I love it so much. But there is, without a doubt, there's always going to be a time where you just want to just lock the doors and walk away and go find something else. But I keep coming back the next week and the next week and the next day and the next day. And regardless of how, how you feel, just keep, keep going because it is what you wanted to do in the long run, I guess. If I'm talking to a complete stranger, but also to myself. <laughs> 100% agree. And what do you want to leave the audience with today? Well, I'll say regardless of where the state of the world is right now, we need to do our due diligence to continue to look out for each other, um, protect one another. You know, everyone's still tired. Everyone's still on edge. Um, but just be patient with one another and fucking party on. Ben, thank you so, so, so much for being on the show today. Seriously, I am so impressed with your story and what you've been able to accomplish. And I look forward to seeing your pizza journey continue. Keep on rocking it, dude. Yo, to the listeners, 
Thank you so, so much for listening this far. I appreciate each and every one of you. And don't forget to share your appreciation with Ben. Make sure to find him on social media. Links to his IG are in the show notes. And make sure to let him know what's good, though. Also, if you want to let me know what's good, though, please don't forget to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts if that's where you listen. Or you can provide feedback via the Google survey in the show notes or by DMing me at what's good though on instagram and make sure you if you haven't done so already please subscribe to the show you can subscribe on spotify or apple podcasts that way you get notified when there is a new episode other than that i appreciate you for being here once again thank you for your time till next time peace